Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing, so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. what actually ends up moving the needle are natural links from relevant publications in your mm. space. And they have become insanely good at picking those out and actually putting more weight on them. That's why it's very, I would say, impossible almost to cheat the algorithm long-term because they also are releasing updates every day. So the really scalable way you can do so over the years is by actually building relationships with publication in your space. And it's insanely difficult. It's not supposed to be easy, and I'm not trying to advocate that it's easy. What we did at Vesme was a completely manual process. What we did was to put together the whole thing under one internal software and to automate a lot of the dirty work, the manual tasks, so that we could focus more on personalization, actually building relationships with people. And that triggered the idea of Respana. Welcome back. I hope your week's been awesome so far. I'm really excited today to have on the InnovaBuzz podcast as my guest, Farzad Rashidi. He's the lead innovator at Respona, the all-in-one digital PR and link building software that combines personalization with productivity. He also runs the marketing efforts at Vizme, where he helped the company gain over 12 million active users and pass 2 million in monthly organic traffic. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, the InnovaBuzz podcast, then go to innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift that my team and I made for you, a short audio book that walks you through every single step of the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. In our conversation today, Fazad talked to me about building backlinks through partnerships and adding value. We talked about using technology to personalize outreach and begin relationships. And Farzad shared how to earn PR mentions in publications. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Farzad Rashidi. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited to welcome today to the InnovaBuzz podcast, all the way from Rockville in Maryland, the USA, Farzad Rashidi, who's the lead innovator at Respona. 
And it's the all-in-one link building and digital PR software that combines personalization with productivity. Welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Farzad. It's a real privilege to have you as my guest. Absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you very much, Jurgen, for having me on the show. Now, you also run the marketing efforts at Visme, and I think there's a story behind that where you helped the company gain over 12 million active users just using organic traffic and, and natural kind of build, uh, natural outreach and link building mechanisms and past 2 million in organic traffic. So I'm really looking forward to digging into that some more and how that uh, gave birth to Respana. Now, before we do that, What's the impact you're making in the world? What's the legacy you hope to leave? That is a great question. Um, what, what I like to say to answer that is to help other online businesses sort of be able to uh, break away from some of the giant tech corporations that are guzzling cash and paid advertising and help them uh, sort of build a following and, and be able to uh, create an organic level of traffic to their website. And uh, that's something we pride ourselves in is to kind of help businesses uh, build uh, uh, through content marketing a, a well-established brand. Hmm. Great. Well, and yeah, there's um, I think advertising had its place many years ago when it was perhaps quite cost effective to buy clicks effectively, right? Buy buy people clicking on your website or your ad and then going through to your website. But these days, it's so competitive and particularly for uh, certain segments that uh, unless you really get huge boosts in traffic and business as a result, it's a, it can be a big waste of money. Absolutely, yes. It's uh, absolutely bonkers, uh, the cost per clicks of uh, paid ads nowadays. And it's getting more expensive by the day just because there's limited ad spots and they use a bidding system, so it goes to the highest bidder. So over time, mm. that sort of increases over. Yep. All right. So tell me a bit more about how you um, achieved that amazing result at Visme and how that gave birth to Respona. Sure thing. So I started my career in marketing, Jorgen, uh, at Visme as the first marketing hire. And I'm sure you've heard of Visme, Jorgen. We chatted about this yeah. already. But for folks who are listening who haven't heard of Visme, it's an all-in-one uh, visual content creation tool for brands. So say you run a business, you want to create presentations, infographics, any sort of visual reports. Uh, Visme is a tool that's made predominantly for businesses compared to Canva that's more of a... Um, B2C platform for everybody. Uh, we focus predominantly on small, medium-sized businesses all the way up to enterprise companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I joined as a first marketing hire, as a, and, and the company is still up to this day, completely bootstrapped, and we never raised any outside funding. Today, we have around uh, 100 million, uh, excuse me, 100 uh, uh, employees, close to 100, I would say 90-something, um, and about 14 million in active users. We're up 2 million since we chatted, Jürgen, <laughs> and, uh, and about 3 million in monthly organic traffic. So didn't get here overnight, for sure. And the, the process sort of, when I joined the company, the product was very solid, and, and it was a bunch of engineers and designers who had basically created this really cool-looking product. And back in the day, uh, obviously, we were one of the first infographic design tools that were sort of out in the market and trying to get market share. And as a bootstrap company, we didn't have the hundreds of millions of budget and paid advertising that a lot of our competitors had. So we're like, all right, they handed me this product. They were like, all right, fires out, go sell this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
I was like, okay, that's interesting. So because the product was sort of priced in a way that um, obviously paid ads would work. We invest a little bit uh, in some retargeting campaigns, some specific things that we do, but it's not a very scalable way for us to get an evergreen flow of um, customers just simply because, as I mentioned, uh, there is a diminishing return on investment on paid ads. Mm. Uh, so as you, for example, when you double your budget, doesn't mean you get double the conversion. So the, That's right, yeah. um, the, the cost per acquisition normally cats up with lifetime value pretty quickly. And, and that sort of goes down over time. And uh, the price point of our product was uh, built in a way that is very affordable. I think at the time we were like $15 a month or something like that. And hmm. still around the same on our base plans. And it's not a price point you would hire salespeople for and go sell door to door, right? It just doesn't make any economic hmm. sense. Unless you're selling product that's like thousands of dollars a month, it wouldn't make sense for it to go door to door. So we had to quickly figure out a way on building a, a, a acquisition channel really that we wouldn't have to pour all of our cash into paid ads and at the same time make it scalable enough so that we could grow the company uh, over time. And uh, that we knew from day one, Churta, that it's going to be SEO because uh, let's let's put yourself in the shoes of a customer. So let's say, Jorgen, you want to create an infographic for one of your episodes tomorrow and you don't already have a solution for that and you're looking for a product. What's the first step you do when you're looking for mm. a product to solve that problem? What's the first yeah, step? Good. Go search online. Online where? What website? You go first oh, step. Usually go yeah, I'd Google. Go Google. There you go. <laughs> exactly. So we, yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So hmm. most people, again, that's not true of every company, but in our industry was we knew that that people are Googling in order to come across a product or service like ours. They're like, okay, well, if we position ourselves to show up in places where people are who are looking for a solution would naturally come and find us, it's heck of a lot cheaper than us having to go after every single customer and chase after them to, to sell them our product, if that makes sense. So we're like, okay, great. We know that we have to invest in our SEO and we need to optimize so that we show up in for our certain keywords. Now, we started, we're like, okay, great. We've heard all heard of content marketing. Let's go ahead and put together, or let's pay some writers, write some articles, do some keyword research, uh, optimize our website and uh, build these landing pages and and we did all of that and put it on our website and guess what happened not much <laughs> nothing <Yeah. laughs> absolutely crickets and uh, we're like well <laughs> this is uh, this is quite discouraging because obviously you know as a small company you spend a lot of resources on something you expect yeah. it to work immediately so I was like, all right, well, we obviously are doing something wrong here. So uh, I basically pulled up, and if and Jürgen, if you have access now, if you do me a favor, just go ahead and actually open up a little incognito tab on your browser right now and look up one of our keywords. Look up, for example, presentation software. I'm doing this right now as, you do, as you're doing this. Okay. So right below the search bar, not sure it, uh, what do you see. Okay. How many search results pop up? You see how Google says, here's however many ser search results there are, and we found it yeah, in. Well, mine's, mine's showing up um, the Windows software as a series of icons in the top row, and then the first search result after that is Visme. Oh, got it. Got it, got it. Nowhere. So um, what, for me, I'm seeing, does it tell you how many uh, web pages contain that keyword? 
Um, in Australia, so you may be saying something a little different than yeah, I do. Yeah, I've probably customized my search a lot. Um, I mean, no, no problem. It's all good. No, it's not. Did you open it in a new incognito? That's why I said that. So you do, your previous search history does. Yeah, yeah. No, results. I'm on the on the latest beta version. So I don't know. Gotcha. No problem. It's all good. So uh, that, let me tell you the number. It's about three and a half billion web pages. That's what I'm seeing right now. Wow. So there are three and a half billion with a B search pages or web pages that contain the keyword presentation software. And what do you see right now in Australia? You mentioned after all the ads, what do you see in the organic search results? Yeah, I've got un underneath the Visme, which is at the top, it's saying people also ask what is presentation software and examples, and there's some other questions there. And then Gotcha. So, you, so the top search results is Visme? Yeah. Is it? Okay, well, that's lucky. Normally, it fluctuates yeah. a little in the top three, <laughs> but that, that's great. <laughs> you yeah. folks in Australia, uh, we, did, we didn't set this up before. We didn't plan this out before. No, <laughs> it's so not a pro. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Obviously, search results fluctuate. But now, what you're seeing right now, Jurgen, is a, is a, is a tip of the iceberg because mm -hmm. um, it takes a considerable amount of work to create enough topical authority for, for a website to start ranking for this keyword. So... What we quickly had to realize was that having content on your website was not a nice to have, was a requirement or a necessity, but mm -hmm. that's a base level step one foundation. Right. It's yeah, not something. So you start writing content, do your keyword research, optimize your website. Congratulations. So does three and a half billion other people yeah, yeah. that have the web page presentation that's, that's software. Like your table stakes, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. And then, so what we, had to figure out, we're like, okay, let's say we're in the top 1% in terms of quality of content, all right? So you hire the best writers in the world, best designers in the world, best WordPress devs in the world, and you create this really good looking piece of educational material. You put it out there, and if you're in the top 1%, right? It's a very good assumption. Mm -hmm. um, you're still gonna be in the millions of search yeah. results, right? So we had to figure out a way, okay, how do you go about that 10 millionth search result all the way up to top 10, which get over 99% of the clicks, all right? And the, uh, the way we figured this out is, is, is Google gave us the answer. And so the way Google beat all the other search engines back in the late 90s was basically by developing this algorithm called PageRank. And uh, contrary to like Yahoo and AOL and a bunch of other search engines that were in the market, the way PageRank works is that they basically rely on backlinks, meaning mentions of your website by other people's website uh, as a ranking factor so that not only you rely on on-page metrics, which is what's on your website, but you also say, okay, or you also go and research, okay, how popular is this web page? How are other people talking about this on other websites? And that becomes interesting, isn't it? Because now you can't really cheat the algorithm because you, now you have to go and convince other people to actually link back to your website. And that's how they sort of blew everything else out of the water because the quality of their search engines was very high. So we're like, okay, great. Let's go get some of these backlinks <laughs> to get our website to be more popular and, and get up in the search results. And that turns out it's a little more difficult said than done. So we were basically doing everything manually and, and kind of sort, sort of uh, trying to find relevant publications in our space and finding the right person, reaching out to them, collaborating with them. And I was an just, insanely... Just to just to emphasize the point there, there are, there was a period probably 10, 15 years ago where a lot of people were automating 
this particular area and there was a lot of um, so-called black hat techniques which is uh, frowned right. upon and uh, can result in a ban from Google which means you're at the bottom of that list of how many billion um, uh, or maybe you don't even show up in in that entire set um, and what you were doing was the proper way which is organically right. building those links by asking people essentially um, you know that this is relevant to what you're talking about in your website can you reference our article uh, asking people is not the correct term here that i would use here i would say collaborating with people in a way uh mm. because uh there's also a ton of spam emails that you get i'm sure you yeah, get a yeah. ton of these every day it's like hey i come across a blog post can you link to us and that's as good as uh, just not sending that email in the first place. Hmm. Uh, so it's still a very new industry. A lot of people are still trying to figure out exactly how to do it. And then obviously they resort to spamming when they're not quite as experienced in the space. So it, it's, it's okay. Over time, they understand, hey, this is probably not the best way to do it because it just doesn't work. And then and, and, and the black hat techniques was the same way. At the beginning, they were trying to kind of uh, create a lot of user-generated content like on social media and then they link back. And so Google introduced different tags, so what we call nofollow tags. So anyway, comments on the blogs and stuff, uh, forums, they all become nofollow, so they don't actually help you uh, with any of that. So what actually ends up moving the needle are natural links from relevant publications in mm. your space. And they have become insanely good at picking those out and actually putting more weight on them. That's why it's very I would say impossible almost to cheat the algorithm long term because they also are releasing updates every day. So the really scalable way you can do so over the years is by actually building relationships in your publication with publication in your space. And it's insanely difficult. It's not supposed to be easy and I'm not trying to advocate that it's easy. But uh, what we did at Vesme was a completely manual process. So just to finish the story, what we did was to put together the whole thing under one roof. Uh, internal software and to kind of sort of automate a lot of the dirty work, the manual tasks, so that we could focus more on personalization, actually building relationships with people. And uh, that uh, triggered the idea of Respana. And that's how it, it just worked extremely well. We cut around 80% of our average costs and we we're like, guys, this is awesome. Uh, so we decided to release it as a separate product. And that's sort of how Respana mm -hmm. was born as a separate product out of Ismet. Yeah. All right. Well, you mentioned there, and, and I just want to highlight this again, that um, you talked about building relationships. And so it is very much about um, doing something online and f uh, giving the search engines information that really relates back to what business is all about. In other words, building relationships with people that uh, that in this case refer back to an article that you've written where they they're talking about the topic of presentations for example and they say well here's here's an article about presentations that's relevant to what what i'm writing in my article and so that's that's a natural backlink but it is about building that relationship where it's right. relevant and it's it's organic um and so tell us um what what was the part that and what does respond do that is that takes away the manual repetitive work and that's right allows more time to build those relationships of course absolutely so uh so here again what happened was that at the beginning when we were experimenting with link building we were doing exactly as you're saying we were like okay let's find some websites that mention our keyword let's reach out to them and say hey we released an article can you link to it 
and uh, 99.9% didn't reply and one person mm. replied and said no. <laughs> so <laughs> why would I take time out of my day to come and link to you? I, I have other mm. things to do. So uh, what, what Responda does in particular is automating a lot of the dirty work in the research process. So let's say, hey, if you have a web page you're trying to build backlinks to, um, uh, so there's a four-step process within Responda that helps. And again, you can do a, all of that pretty much manually yourself. So uh, not here to say, hey, you need Responda if you need backlinks. You can do pretty much all of these steps yourself, manually yourself. It's just Responda here to save you time. So you can do what you do manually about 10 times faster. But it basically helps you first identify what are some of the right websites that you would need to reach out to. And uh, we have a, um, an outreach strategy hub so that you need to that it's actually open to the public it's ungated so if you guys are looking for link building strategies different ways on how you can approach link building you can navigate to our website respona.com responda.com and you can go ahead and actually at the very bottom of the page we have our outreach strategy hub you're going to make maybe something that actually is worth including in the show notes and it's ungated it's free open and you can go and follow that process yourself manually uh, and one of these strategies, by the way, is podcast outreach, which is what I'm doing right now. So I can <laughs> dive a little deeper and, into one as an example. So I'm building yeah, a backlink and, and, from your website, Jorgen. That's all I'm doing. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so yeah, we can jump right. a little. And, and you actually reached out to me through Responder and. That's right. Yes. I guess you found, <laughs> found some articles or some posts we had that, that were relevant. Right. We have a podcast engine. That's right. So R Responder basically has an uh, automated engine that helps you find based on the strategy to pick the right websites, the right companies to reach out to. And then it will also automatically find the right person in charge at those companies and also automatically finds the contact information of the right person, verifies the contacts, make sure they're deliverable and then puts together the emails <laughs> with the automated follow ups. So now the last of what you need to do is to actually add the personalization. So you automatically insert variables, but then you can also add a human touch to your emails, mentioning something that they've talked about. If, if it's a podcast, what what they talked about in the, one of the latest podcast episodes, if they uh, written an article, what they talked about in the article, connect with them on social channels like on LinkedIn, um, and have that multi-channel approach along with level of personalization and incentive um, that's included. And so you click run and it basically automates the, the sending action for you. So a lot of the dirty work, manual research uh, is kind of sort of automated within our platform. What the part that is not automated, we combine it with human touch. And so that's where you sort of add that level of human interaction in there. Uh, so it doesn't seem like a spammy person. I'm sure you get a ton of these pitches every day, Jurgen, uh, from people who are trying to get on the podcast. Uh, and and sort of we, we're here to battle some of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd love, I love the philosophy around it, and it's, I think it's a great example of where we can use technology. I, I always say that in today's world, there's a lot, so many examples of people abdicating to the technology, um, and any any kind of personal touch disappears because they abdicate all the the connection to the technology. And I think what what you've outlined there is a brilliant example of using technology to take the repetitive not necessarily personal touch stuff out of the equation automate that so that it saves a lot of time but then adding that that personal connection that human touch that is just so important in business today right 
Exactly. That's right. Mm-hmm. So the so essentially, Responder then identifies where are relevant websites that either have a podcast or an article or some other content. Identifies who the contact people are, gets their email, gets their social media addresses, which is all kind of public information. And and That's sometimes right. I know. When we're having guests on the podcast, I, I sometimes spend quite a lot of time trying to find that information when, um, <laughs> when I, I recognize that that's probably something that could be automated so that I can spend more right. time on getting to know the person that I'm going to talk to and, and having that meaningful yeah. connection. Yeah. Sure. Is that correct? Yeah. Is that, that the process? Absolutely. Let me, let me actually walk you through the strategy, how I got this interview. I think it would be interesting. And quite yeah. relevant. So, uh, what, what, one of our team members, Dylan, shout out to Dylan. Thank you, Dylan. <laughs> he, uh, basically fires up Respond. Again, uh, the process I want to walk you through, um, you can still replicate a lot of that manually. So I want to be very clear and that mm. you don't have to purchase all these fancy tools, uh, to conduct any sort of outreach. It's just going to take a little more time. But what's important at the end of the day is that you get it done. Uh, now, what he does, it basically finds podcast episodes that have interviewed somebody in our space. And, um, so that, so what he does is that he goes on responders and looks up our podcast episode search engine and it, and it, and it looks through iTunes automatically. And again, if you're not using responder, you can just do it manually, right? Just go on iTunes mm-hmm. and find podcast episodes that have interviewed someone in your space. And, um, you will also run uh, some, uh, that podcast through some data sources to find, okay, how popular is this podcast, right? Obviously, you want to make sure that you keep a sense of relevancy. And I'm not sure what you noticed, actually, uh, Jurgen, but your podcast actually ranked on top 2% uh, globally yep. Uh, yep. Uh, through our data that. sources. So congratulations. on Listen Notes. And, uh, so it, that's yeah. right. Yes. <laughs> congrats. That's awesome. And I'm not surprised. Uh, your interviews are great. But what he found is that, hey, I found this really good interview, and I believe it was something around LinkedIn outreach and and about personalized outreach through LinkedIn. And uh, now, so he used that episode as a hook and basically uh, responded then when found your contact info and got the emails and social profiles and it built an email template. And so it was all ready to roll. And what Dylan did, he actually referenced your episode that he found you by within the pitch. And he said that, hey, I actually came across an interview with X, Y, and Z person. And I noticed that, um, you know, um, um, you guys talked about LinkedIn automation and whatnot. And that automatically tells you three things. Because one, these podcasts accept guests in the first place, yep. because not all podcasts do. Two, it means that that podcast is actually relevant to your space. And three is uh, basically uh, making our life easier when it comes to pitching because we can use that episode as a conversation opener and actually personalize our pitch based on that particular episode. And uh, and he went ahead and contacted you, and I, d- and I don't believe that you responded to him right away. So a week later, respond automatically noticed and sent mm-hmm. a follow-up email, the same email threat. And, and, and then you responded and said, hey, thank you so much for the kind words, yada, yada, yada. He put you in touch with me. Damn. We got on the show and that's pretty much it as far as yeah. the whole outreach process. Now, this is what we call the podcast outreach, something I try to do as uh, as often as I can. Obviously, I'm also limited with my time, but it's a great way not only just to get backlinks to your site from um, this show notes uh, on, on the podcast host, but also meet great people in our space 
we're buddies now you're again we've met each other and and uh and be able to figure out some ways on how we can collaborate and help each other out uh it's, it's a great way to meet smart people in your industry build relationships with relevant publications and also you get uh, free advertising to a niche audience so people who are potentially listening to this podcast hmm. Not expecting everyone to go immediately sign up for Respondent, but yeah. you've heard of Respondent now. You've heard of my name. Now, mm. come across a blog post down the line. You've heard of Respondent. It's one of those seven touch points as you, right. mm. you know, go through that customer journey. So, and also you get a backlink to your site. So this again is just one out of a gazillion different strategies mm. we, we experiment with and do. And, uh, and I just wanted to walk you through that. Hey, you don't have to go spam people if you're trying to build mm. backlinks to your website. There are better ways and, you can do that. Yeah. And I think I, I'd like just like to highlight the process you've gone through there. And, it, you know, as someone that teaches people how to get on other people's podcasts and how to pitch in, in a genuine, authentic human way that builds connection, um, you've actually nailed it there. And uh, leaving aside what you can automate and what, what value respond adds to that because it's giving, it's saving you a lot of time in identifying right. who to speak to, um, which, which podcasts to approach and so on. And there's specifically for podcasts, there's other tools around that, that you can use, which act differently to respond. And they're more like directories where you can search particular niches. Right. But the process is what I highlighted. And when, when you said I didn't respond straight away, that wasn't because the process, your pitch didn't attract my attention. That was probably because I was, I was overwhelmed by email at that time. That's right. Uh, the, mm -hmm. what I tell people, what I'm looking for in a pitch is that people are actually, they've actually listened to an episode. They actually know what That's the right. show is about. It's actually a relevant guest and they've taken the time to determine that it will be a, a relevant, value add to my audience and and that that's certainly right. was the case and and by opening up the hey we listened to your um conversation with and i can't remember there were several people i talked to about linkedin outreach but uh, about linkedin outreach and and gave me something that indicated not only did they just read the title that's right but they did listen to at least some part of the episode because they referenced mm -hmm. something in the conversation so exactly. that that to me is is somebody that that is generally interested in coming and adding value and coming back to what you said earlier about partnerships that's that's um something so you're you're saying we can come and add value to what you're doing and in return of course we you you don't even have to ask for a backlink here on podcasting because that's that's right that's yeah. the way you would have seen that on on the other uh posts we do that we do have yeah. lots of backlinks to various that's right websites and social media areas of, of that particular guest. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a very important thing, Jürgen. I'm glad you mentioned this, that you shouldn't go out and ask for people to give you something. Uh, just like how you don't go to a grocery store and ask the, uh, the person in the grocery store to give you stuff. It's just not how the society works. You need to provide value and receive value. And that's how uh, you form mutually beneficial collaborations. And that is true of link building. Uh, as it is in any other aspects of business, is that you form collaborations and partnerships with publication in your space. So, for example, in this case, I am spending an hour of my time coming educating your audience, and uh, you know, you get a guest, and we got an episode out the door. That's great. And at the same time, you know, so it's it's something that both sides are benefiting from. Not mm -hmm. one side is ripping another person off or 
or uh, trying to you know extract as much value as it can. It, it's something that we both help each other out. And again, this podcast, as I mentioned, is one out of a few dozen different strategies that we experiment with, uh, but all of them kind of sort of adhere to the same principles. Yeah, yeah, and I think that you know that that's really key here is is this principle and the the thing. I mean, there's more. Like I'm go- I'm going to land a whole lot of backlinks on this to this episode because I'm sure you'll be posting in social media. That's um, right. Yes. To to <laughs> highlight that your appearance on our show, and so I end That's up right. with a lot of backlinks as well. So it is a genuine That's partnership, right. and you don't you didn't even ask. You didn't even have to ask for the backlink. And right. in addition right. to that, you mentioned it earlier. You know, we've we've kind of become friends. I've learned a lot already in the conversation today and hopefully we'll continue to have these conversations in various forums absolutely yes yes for sure and and you know we can talk also about a few different kinds of strategies because a lot of people are like hey maybe i'm in an industry that may not make sense for Mm. me to go on podcasts uh uh, for example another simple strategy respondent helps with is what we call a, a, a for example harrow and and that is uh um, it's a free newsletter you can go and subscribe to uh, today. And it's basically journalists that are writing stories that need quotes from experts in a certain field. So let's say if you're in the crypto space, for example, and, um, and, and you run a crypto startup or you run a commerce store, doesn't matter. And there's always some journalists that are writing stories that need some insights from people in the industry. And there's a free newsletter that again is hosted by Cision called Harrow. And uh, what what you can do is that you can subscribe to Harrow for free as a source, and uh, you get three emails a day every day from Harrow, and, and obviously it's filled with journalist queries. So each one has like hundreds of queries or questions in there, and from different publications. And so um, you can you can read through and find these and respond. We have an automation feature that sort of keeps an eye out for any ones that trigger a certain keyword that's relevant for you, and then it puts it nice and tidy under one roof, so you can go and. And it's sort of based on deadline and the ones that expire, like exit. So you can kind of have it easier to handle. But then you can actually go and answer people's questions that are asking, hey, for example, I'm looking for crypto experts to explain what's happening with Bitcoin prices lately. Why is it down 40%, right? And if I run a crypto startup, I most likely know a lot about it, right? So I want to respond to that query. And if they like it, which one out of the 10 do, uh, we get a major news um publication site and they, they cite you and your website in there and there you go here's another backlink yeah. <laughs> right so it's what we call the hero automation strategy where sort of you want to uh, proactively respond to queries from journalists or writers that are contributing um, pieces to specific publications in your space um, I can keep on going on and on but yeah. but that's that's another simple strategy I wanted to share today is that even if you're not using a platform like responder there's a lot of free ways in how you be able to sort of uh, mm. proactively look for these opportunities yeah well you mentioned earlier about um, the the document that was there in terms of the um, backlinking does that include some of the ideas that you you share both of them are on there that's right yeah. Harrow um, Podcasts are on there. I can keep on going on and on if you like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Well, the, yeah, I think uh, I, I just want to say that, you know, this principle of adding value somewhere else in order to get the backlink without necessarily asking for the backlink. It's just natural things like, you know, the, there's a an example of a place where people are asking questions. They want to know things. That's right. 
And if you mm -hmm. have an answer to that, then answer that question and, and automatically you end up being kind of seen as, as the expert in that particular area and you get that backlink. But it's a very natural right. kind of process. And what Responder does is essentially simplify the, the ways where you can find those sources. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Not a cool example. We did, um, I think that back in the day was so it's more PR, I would say, than link building per se, but it was, um, have you watched Game of Thrones, Jorgen? The, the series. No, Game I'm of not into Game of Thrones, but yeah, I just, I, there's been enough talk <laughs> about it. I, I kind of. Get some, I've got some sense of what it's about. <laughs> Just sense of what it is. That's fair. I still haven't watched the last season because people keep spoiling it for me. So I'm waiting until <laughs> I forget, until I watch it. But anyhow, so before the last season came out, a lot of people were like, okay, who's going to win the Game of Thrones? So, you know, there was years of build up. Hmm. And, uh, and Vizme at the time, I was still the director of marketing, was um, the, uh, is a database tool. So we create visuals, right? So you can visualize your data. So what we did was to take some of the data from a betting website that people, hey, here's a character that I bet yeah. on, and just visualize in a nice little infographic. And, uh, and we were like, hey, this is great. Let's uh, reach out to journalists that have covered Game of Thrones in the past week. And then we can use that article as the hook and say, hey, you're again, you know, just came across an article on Forbes talking about Game of Thrones. And by the way, our team of Visme just visualized this infographic covering who are people betting on in order to win the Game of Thrones. And that article, uh, that campaign generated about 60 or so media mentions uh, from like very high, high top tier uh, websites like mm -hmm. Forbes, Pop Sugar, Men's Health, like you name it. They're major magazines. Uh, that mentioned us and we were like, okay, well, that's great. I mean, literally took our team a couple hours to put it together and the outreach also within Respond took like 15 minutes and, and that, uh, sort of, uh, there we go, 60 media mentions. Now, if you just imagine if you were to hire a PR firm to get 60 mm -hmm. major media mentions for you, that would cost an arm and a leg for a business. Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of that stuff could be replicated, um, uh, either with it, with Respond or manually. Hmm. Yeah, well, there's, there's quite a lot of um, really innovative ways there to actually reach out to generate that, those backlinks, not not in a way that, you know, you, you're not actually saying backlinking is, is the strategy here. It's really just That's building right. those connections in, That's in right. a human way and, and adding value to those other sites. So it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, this is fabulous and I, I think people should visit your website and have a look at some of the other case studies that are there and the examples and that document you referenced, which of course we'll link to in the show notes. I think it's a good point sure. now to move on to the buzz, which is our lightning round, but the five questions that we ask of every guest. And uh, the idea is that you'll give us some tips that will inspire the listener to go and do something awesome today as a result. Sounds like a plan. Let's do it. All set. What's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Hmm. Relax <laughs> and unwind. All of my innovative <laughs> ideas come from when I'm not working. So I go and yeah. take hikes in the shower. Uh, it's good to disconnect sometimes. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, uh, and I, I often have to keep reminding myself of that when I'm under quite a bit of pressure. In fact, I'll you know need deadlines or um, have a difficult problem to solve, and I'm here at the desk just oh. God. 
got to break through here. Be innovative. That, that's right. Yeah, that, that <laughs> going away, going for a walk, or in my case, a lot of times it's a bike ride and um, take a half hour, an hour, maybe even more, and come back. And then usually it's, oh, that's the solution and I'm much more effective. That's right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? I would say talking things through with my team. And that's something that I've recently discovered. Unfortunately, we hire a lot of smart people and there are a lot of smart people in our team. Unfortunately, as a founder, you always feel the pressure. Hey, I need to come up with stuff and tell other people to do things. And it's just simply not true. Um, uh, We have a lot of people in our team that are heck of a lot smarter than I am. So Mm. talking things through with them, uh, always say, you know, two brains, three brains are better than one. And um it, it, we've saved a ton of time and preventing a lot of mistakes by actually talking things through with my team and, and that's something that um, i'm wanting to do a lot more and ask for their mm. feedback and ask them for help uh, versus me just telling them what to do yeah i love it yeah that's it's something that i certainly have to keep reminding myself of too it's sometimes oh i can ask other people and that's right is it um yeah, sometimes we feel like uh, that's a sign of weakness. We, if we kind of admit that I don't really know the way forward here, what do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, exactly, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then that's something you know, get some take take some getting used to. But uh, but what, but I, I feel like I've never had any team members like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. They always are very <laughs> yeah. appreciative that you actually care mm-hmm. about their ideas and, and 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 are asking for their opinion and actually acting on them. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's the important thing is to is to then actually acknowledge the ideas and and act on the ones that are good because it's in everybody's interests. Precisely, that's right. Okay, well, do you have a favorite resource you use most often aside from Respana? Oh, that's obviously no, be it's only Respana. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. So, resource as in a, a like an educational hub uh, where people can read more about stuff, or um, could be that book. could be What's, yeah, could be book okay. or any anything. Sure. Uh, well, uh, one of the really good resources I would highly recommend to folks, especially the ones who are just getting started with their content marketing SEO. Ahrefs blog is a very great resource for people who are getting started. There's a lot of good material there. I know a lot of the content team, the marketing team personally, they're very great guys. And we also, their customer, have a very solid platform for our keyword research and doing all the on-page optimizations. Um, so Ahrefs blog, I think it's, is, is a great resource. Uh, Brian Dean, uh, has also a really fantastic blog it's called Backlinko that's now owned by the SEMrush team, which is a competitor to Ahrefs. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and uh, he also puts out really, really good uh, good stuff out there. Uh, I personally also written a free ebook as well, uh, explaining all the uh, processes that we have at Visme. Uh, that is, again, free also if you want to Google Visme marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. It should be at the top there. And... and uh, uh, it's a gated content, but it's about 160 pages that I sort of go step by step. Okay, here's how you prioritize keywords. Here's how you write content. And then once you do, then here's how you go out and promote. So it's another good resource for people to take a look at. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, and at the end of the day, you got to have to start doing and stop reading yeah. at some point. So uh, <laughs> you know, once you have the base knowledge, you can never just learn all this stuff by reading books. You're going to have to actually start doing things okay, and sure. you come across problems. And that's right. Yeah, I love it. So there's key message there is there's lots of resources there. 
but right. take take them and take action with them. All right, what's the best way to keep a client on track? On track as in uh, making them, helping them become successful or? Yeah, um, basically. So, you know, Jurgen, um, everybody lives in their own world. And my corner of the world is the software industry. So I can only think of in terms of software. And to me, a lot of people in the software business, including some of our team members that I had to battle over the years, is that uh, for when as a software company, you think of, okay, how can we help our clients become more successful? The first thing that pops into my mind is, is oh, onboardings, check-ins, calls. And that's just simply not true. If you look at some of the most successful software companies in the world, like for example, Slack, nobody's sat down and taught you how to use Slack. And you're, mm. uh, 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 so uh, it's all built into the product design that doesn't require you to watch any videos, doesn't require you to go through any onboarding flows, that doesn't require you to have anybody check in with you really, as a matter of fact, just because you don't need to. And it's, it's so simple and intuitive enough that uh, anybody can pick it up. So that's something that we adhere to and try to, to do our best uh, to mm. kind of move towards that direction is to make the product so intuitive that it doesn't require you to help them become yeah, successful. Yeah. They help themselves to be successful. Yeah, so basically make it as easy as possible for the user at, at every level. That's right. We're, we're still mm. got some a lot more work to do. We're not <laughs> there yet, definitely, uh, but, but that definitely a goal for us. Hmm. All right, and finally, what's the number one thing anyone needs to do to differentiate themselves? I want to say authenticity, and that's something that we is rarely talked about nowadays. Everybody talks about <coughs> tactics and strategies. Um, sometimes uh, it helps to be authentic and actually mm. provide value to people and not act, try to be pushy or salesy in a way. Um, and that's something I've seen worked and, and somebody I uh, very much respect um, in our industry. His name is Rand Fishkin. Mm. And um, he started a company uh, that was acquired and uh, was very successful. And he started a new startup uh, called SparkToro. And everybody just flocked over to Sparktoro. We were their customer as well. And, and, and it just tells me this guy is, is just so authentic in a way that you know his stuff is going to be good just because of the amount of information he shares and, and how um, authentic he is. And he's really, truly there to help. And I've personally emailed him multiple times asking him for his you know, feedback and help. And he did, even though he didn't know really what was or there was nothing really in it for him. Uh, so, uh, somebody really that I respect and admire in our space. And, and I think that's definitely something that is, uh, very underrated nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that highlights that connection, that personalized connection that, um, if, if you're authentic and genuine and open to those connections that, that really, um, does differentiate you. That's right. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks for getting us through the buzz. Now, you have mentioned a couple of the links before, but uh, tell us again, you know, where, where can people reach out and say thanks for what you've shared today and um, just sure. remind us of the Responder website and where all those... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, those, um, sure thing. We, we share it. At no problem. So, but we, we do have a lot of free content pieces on our website. We are big into education and content and... Uh, uh, our website is respana.com. You can just Google respana or R-E-S-P-O-N-A.com. 
And uh, I'm, my name is also Farzad Rashidi. I love to connect with folks personally. Uh, there's not a whole lot of Farzad Rashidis out in this world, so I'm pretty easy to spot on LinkedIn. And yeah, feel free to stop by and say hi. Excellent. And as I said, we'll have those links in the show notes. And in fact, if, you, if you're in Australia and you do a search today on um, presentation software, uh, responded. Uh, sorry, Vizme comes up as number one, not Respona, right. but yeah, but that will that, that will yeah, actually absolutely. somehow get you back to Respona website, right? <laughs> <laughs> or or look up link building software. We should be up there with yep. Respona. I, I haven't checked lately, but hopefully we're we're still up there. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks, Farzad. Um, now, yeah, what what action would you like the listener to take away from today's conversation? Okay, that is uh, that is a very loaded question. <laughs> so, one action, one action I would recommend you to do is take a look at that average strategy hub I, I discussed. It's again free, get it, and there's a lot of good stuff in there that we've learned sort of through years of trial and error, and it's going to save you a lot of time. Uh, so, I recommend you to take a look at that resource as a blueprint of sort of getting some inspiration in terms of. Uh, doing average and just send one email today to one person they, through one of these strategies. That's one I put piece of feedback I recommend. Just just stop reading, send one email manually using one of the strategies I talk about in the in the average yeah. strategy hub. Excellent. That's a, a fabulous um, call to action that uh, we'll we'll certainly uh, endorse and encourage, and I'll go and do that today as well. Awesome. All right. Finally, Fazad, who else should I get on this show and why? All right. I need to think about it. One person that comes to my pops into my mind immediately is Paymon, uh, who is the founder of Vizme, who is also my co-founder here at Respond. He runs a very successful uh, SaaS company. I think he's got a really, really good story. And he bootstrapped Vizme to now close to 100 people uh, and, and, and fully profitable. I think he can share a lot of value. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll get you to introduce us to Feynman and uh, reach out to him as well. So we'll do Sounds our like outreach. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks so much for sharing your time and your insights so generously today, Fauzad, and thanks for reaching out and highlighting this concept of using technology to, to enable more time spend on the personalized outreach and building that relationship and yeah thanks again all the best My for the pleasure. future and, and let's stay in touch let's get that relationship Absolutely. alive <laughs> thanks again for having me on the show again this was fun I hope you enjoyed that engaging and informative conversation with Farzad and took something away from his episode. Check the links in the show notes and go through to the Respona Outreach Strategy Hub. Then from there, pick one tactic appropriate to your business and send one email today manually using that tactic. I'd love to hear what happens. Farzad's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Farzad Rashidi. That is F-A-R-Z-A-D-R-A-S-H-I-D-I. All lowercase, all one word, 
innovabiz.co forward slash Farzad Rashidi. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Farzad, as well as links to the Respona and Visme websites, to Farzad's social media pages and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. Now, if you've loved this conversation, and why wouldn't you have loved it? And you've listened to this show before, you know what's coming now, a challenge. The challenge is be brave enough to share this episode, this conversation with one other person that you think it would be useful for. You're doing them a favor, believe me. And my guess is that in the 530, 29, I think, other episodes that we've published up until right now, there's got to be one more there that you haven't heard yet that's equally as valuable to you as this episode. So go ahead, pick another one. Between now and the next published episode, listen to one more and then send me a note on LinkedIn. Tell me which episode you picked, why you picked it, and most importantly, what was your biggest takeaway? What action did you take as a result? Now, if you send me that, not only am I going to respond and take up that conversation with you, I'll invite you to our special community where you can actually converse with our podcast guests. So there you go. Go ahead and do it. Farzad suggested that we have a conversation with Payman Tay, founder of Visme, on a future InnovaBuzz podcast episode. So Payman, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Farzad Rashidi. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode so that we can get to know you and why you listen. Also, it will help us make the podcast even better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz to pick your preferred platform. And you can follow the show by going to followthepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz. If you'd like a peek behind the curtain into how we put together this show, go to innovabuzz.co forward slash flywheel, where you can access a free gift my team and I made for you, a short audio program that walks you through the entire InnovaBuzz flywheel. We want to give you everything you need to transform your marketing and your podcast into a human-centered, relationship-focused growth engine. Tune in again to the next episodes of the InnovaBuzz podcast, where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.